check, check, mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mattis. Welcome, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show. Presented by Get, Pro Taper, Maxis, and 100%. Is live right now. It's 11 a.m. Pacific, Thursday, May 16th. The great outdoors is here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for checking in. 702-586-7857. You can call anytime. And, uh, yeah, let's talk outdoors, man. Let's do it. Uh, we got lots coming up. Hangtown coming up this weekend. It kicks off 12 rounds of Fury starting this weekend in uh, – in Northern California, man. I'm looking forward to it. Should be lots to uh, talk about. Tell me what you think is going to happen. Tomac, can you get it? Third straight title. Roxon, Baggett, Marvin, Cooper Webb, of course, Osborne, Anderson, Barsha. Yeah. Kiefer. Some heavy names coming in. And, uh, man, looking forward to uh, you people uh, calling at 702-586-7857. Jason Thomas, Dan Truman, Michael Antonovich will be on the show. And your phone calls, of course, to talk about anything. So, yeah, please uh, give us a call. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. The Formula Helmet is out now. These guys have spent a lot of money and a lot of time developing this helmet, and it is unbelievable the test results that have come in uh, compared to almost every other helmet out there, man. When you look at the high-speed stuff, the low-speed stuff, all the tests that these guys have done, the uh, Formula Helmet uh, definitely, definitely uh, covers a lot of ground. And uh, Osborne and Baggett and uh, many other guys are running it out there every weekend. So, Thank you, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Also, we want to thank uh, get, getdata.it. There is only one solution to improve your bike's performance. It's Get Get. With the brand-new Get engine control units for two-stroke and four-stroke, you'll feel like riding a totally different bike. Improve rideability, maximize performance, improve throttle response. What are you waiting for? Revolution by technology. The folks at Get are making it happen, as well as Athena. ProTaper, protaper.com. The official bars and sprocks of Rockstar Husky Worldwide. Uh, Geico Honda. JGR Suzuki, just a few of the guys. JGR going with uh, Peters. Uh, I didn't know that. I thought it was going to be Amart and Josh, uh, Justin Hill only. But, uh, yeah, Peters will be on the team too. So two 250s and a 450, and they'll be using Pro Taper. Max's Tires, MXST Tires, developed by the King, Jeremy McGrath. Please check them out. If you are looking for a high-end tire and haven't thought about Max's before, well, maybe you should. Uh, this thing's been really doing really well. It's been reviewed by Kiefer. It works well. MXST, developed by AJ, or developed by Jeremy McGrath, used by AJ. AJ Cantonzaro, developed by AJ too, probably a little bit, right? Uh, also, too, for the outdoors, we are welcoming the folks at 100% on the new Armega goggle from 100%. You saw this thing. It was launched last week. They're very, very proud of it. It offers unparalleled dominance for the modern racer, bringing ultra HD lens clarity to motocross. Experience definition never before viewed through the lens of a goggle with increased impact protection 
and a quick-release lens-changing system. The pinnacle of vision technology from the folks at 100%, Armega.com. They've got their own address for this thing, Armega.com. And also, too, um, because they're on board and they want to promote this thing, we are giving away a pair of Armega goggles. On the show today, we're giving away a Toxin helmet from the folks at Fly Racing just for calling in. And also, because 100% are are pumped to be on the show uh, for the outdoors, Moto60 at checkout. Use the code MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on all casual apparel and accessories. So ride100percent.com, MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. We thank those guys as well for coming on board. I'm Steve Mathis with me, holding the show down, producing it, taking your calls, everything else. The Tits Legendary Tits, what's up? Hi, Steve. I think your mic was on earlier. Oh, when I was typing? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. What's up? Sorry. Outdoor start. Excited for the outdoors. No, you're not. Can you see it on my face? Yeah, no, not Super at all. Super excited. Who you yeah. got for the title? Who you got? Um, I like Webb, and I like. You Cincerello. think Webb's going to keep it up? Keep it up. Um, he's he's a beast outdoors, is what it comes down to. He is. Uh, yes. He's got an outdoor title already, and yep. what a season if he were to do that. If he were to pull off both 450 titals, that's just It'd be dungy esque, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, du- yeah. Du- a few du- times coming back to that, of course, with you. <laughs> no, Dungy in 2010. He did it. He did yeah. it like three times. Yeah. Well, but I'm saying as a kind of an out of nowhere as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. out of nowhere. Does Ro- it, Webb's not a rookie, rookie either. But, yeah. Sorry, you know what I'm talking about. I know, I know. But uh, no, that'd be that'd be interesting to see if he can do that for sure. 702-586-7857. You give us a call anytime. Uh, let's talk some Hangtown, man. It's kicking off this weekend. Uh, first up from Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? Not too bad. Um, looking forward to Hangtown, but looking forward to watching it from a an app or a television screen more than anything. Can I have the latest weather for Hangtown, please, as we come Absolutely. into this? Absolutely. Yes. It's, uh, it's a doozy. Oh, boy. We're, we're, we're dealing with a phenomenon called an atmospheric river, and mm. it's uh, similar to what it sounds like. It's a trough of water vapor that's coming uh, coming from the west and bringing a lot of a lot of rainfall and uh, snow to the mountains, the Sierras there. So oh they got poured on yesterday and this morning, uh, and it's going to taper off, be dry tomorrow, and then rain again Saturday. So the big key here will be when does that rain show up on Saturday, if it, uh, if it holds off. And it's definitely coming in the afternoon, evening sometime. Okay. But, yeah, our, our mud will, will either come or not come, just depending on when the rain shows up on Saturday afternoon. So second motos maybe, or it holds off, or you think even well, first and motos. Well, yeah, it's, it's too early to tell. I mean, maybe okay. it shows up at noon. You All know, right. it's, it's just calling for, for p.m. at this point. So, you know, I, I think by tomorrow we'll have a much better picture. But it certainly – to Jason Wygant's uh, dismay, it certainly could rain uh, quite a bit on Saturday. Uh, that is the Fly Racing Weather Report for Hangtown, brought to you by Jason Thomas. Um, I'm looking at some Instagram videos today, and it's muddy there today, very muddy. So Yeah, they got, they got poured on uh, yesterday, last night. Right. So I, I think, honestly, Saturday morning will be, will be really good because Friday is going to be – there's only a 10% chance of rain on Friday. So it should be fine. It'll dry. It'll be – uh, they'll work it over, and and I think Saturday morning the track's going to be great. It just all depends on when did that when does that rain show up on Saturday. Oh boy, press day is supposed to be today. Um, they might not have it. They'll have a press conference, but they not, may not be able to ride today. It, right now, looking at this uh, the, at these highlights from Amateur Day at, M- at Hangtown, I would say there's no riding today. I would have to agree. Um, just from a team perspective, if it's muddy, they're gonna pull the, they're gonna ask to have the plug pulled i mean they don't they don't want to subject their their bikes to any more mud than they have to yeah i wish somebody would have said that at southwick oh five 
on Saturday practice. Did oh, you guys go? Oh, you guys, you guys went out. Oh, huh? it was ridiculous and sucked water and everything else. And yeah, I think I sat that one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. We were all saying we should sit this <laughs> out, guys, because tomorrow's supposed to be good weather. So yeah. Anyways, and it um, was it was yeah. hot as balls that Saturday yeah. too. No, yeah, the, the Sunday. Sunday I mean. Yeah, the Sunday was great. It was fantastic. So. I think we got on the track about 2 a.m. on, on uh, Sunday morning. So. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, lots to talk about when it comes to Hangtown kicking off. Supercross is in the rearview mirror. It is funny to me, 17 races in 18 weeks for Supercross. Cooper Webb uh, in a very unexpected championship, an amazing ride. Tomac, you know, doing his thing. And we just move on. We just forget about it. We're done. We're done with that. Uh, Coop, you got a week to celebrate, and uh, and we're on to the outdoors. It's funny how that works. You're so wrapped up into it, and it was so many amazing things that, that happened at Supercross, but yeah, we're over it. We're moving on. Dylan Ferrandez is amazing. Vegas ride. We're moving on. Yeah, it's funny how, how quickly the just the page gets turned, and you know, all of that success, and that points lead, and everything that Cooper Webb you know, could kind of do no wrong, uh, none of that matters now. And he's he's starting from scratch, and <clears throat> we've seen it go both ways. We've seen these guys carry the momentum into outdoors and just keep on trucking, and then we've seen it. We've seen these guys have a pretty big setback. Um, you know, Ryan Dungey in 2010, I think he went seven seven maybe at the first round after pretty much dominating once RV went out dominating the uh, the Supercross series, and then he picked it up and he he ended up dominating that summer. But the first round was was tough for him. Yep. Uh, and, and Ryan Villapoto, his 2011 Supercross season, he came out, uh, was, was seemingly sick. And that, you know, many, many claim that was a, a result of the pressure and the stress of the Supercross season, but he, he was not up to pace at Hangtown. Uh, so it's not something we haven't seen before. Um, you know, it just, it's one of those things where everybody handles it differently. Everybody prepares differently and, uh, yeah. how quickly he can get back up to speed and be back to his normal self may dictate, you know, his summer results. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. We've seen it both ways we, at Hangtown. And, and then, you know, you have the Hunter Lawrence, I think comes out with a bang this weekend or, or guys like that guys that have yeah, been not Covington though for you. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh man, Covington. Well, weren't they so yeah. close? That's, that's what, that's where my question is. They were so close racing, you know, at, at USGP and racing in Europe. And just because, do you, well, and my second question, do you think Hunter Lawrence would have been any better at Supercross than Covington was? Yeah, I do. I do. You do? Okay. I do, yeah, from what, I've, what I heard anyways. Um, okay. I, I don't know. I just think mentally as a racer, what, what Big Air Tom went through in Supercross has got to hurt him coming to the outdoors. But maybe he's able to just be like, ah, fresh start. I know outdoors, you know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I personally don't think mentally it will have any bearing, uh, but that doesn't mean that he will just jump to the front. I just, I don't, I think Supercross is just so foreign in every way that he can just pull a tear off and be like, yeah, well, I, I yeah. never ridden that anyway. So what does it matter? What does it matter? Yeah, no, absolutely. That could, that could be, I just, I've dealt with enough of you fragile little flower riders that I, confidence is so, so important, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I do yeah. agree with you though, that starting fast will be, will be a, paramount because he did struggle and if he goes out and he comes in from the first practice and he's 20th yeah that's going to be that's going to be a hurdle you know more mental uh, another mental hurdle to overcome but if i think if he just comes out rides well in the first practice he's somewhere in the top 10 he's like oh yeah this is you right. know I'm back to normal now right. i think it'll happen happen so, well for him. yeah we'll see we'll see if webb struggles like dungy and, and villapoto has in the past or, or you know a big name struggles 
and we'll see if the guys keep it going um, that have been riding outdoors and no supercross. They come in hot like we've seen. And then, you know, by round three or four, things, things, water all reaches its one level and we find out kind of the series starts then. But yeah, it's dangerous to, to make overreactions from, from round one. It, it can go either way, either way, good or bad. It's dangerous um, at Hangtown to come away and be like, oh, this is what's going to happen. Seen it time and time yeah, again. Yeah, you know, for me, I kind of feel like we know what to expect. Um, for the last two years, it's been Marvin and Eli at this race, and Eli's went 1-1 and Marvin's gone 2-2, and that's just been the status quo. Uh, Marvin's put up a good fight, but Eli just had too much. And this has kind of been Eli's track in general over the years. Um, I'm more interested to see, as we said with Cooper, where, does he, where can he get into that mix? Because you know he feels like he should be there, and I think he – He's very confident in his outdoor ability and where he should be in the mix now after such a successful Supercross campaign. But then other guys like Zach Osborne, you know, he's coming off an incredibly dominant performance at Hangtown last year, and he's got momentum on his side, and I think he also feels like he should be on the podium and, and battling with those guys. So how does he stack up yeah. in that mix, too? I have, uh, um, I so, have no so really. Uh, go ahead. I have no questions about Marv and no questions about Tomac mm-hmm. and no questions about Baggett. I think I know where they are at. I think that I know what they're going to do. But you think I, so? But I have questions about Webb, Roxon, Osborne, and Anderson. All of them. Yeah, and see, I, I wonder about Baga because Hangtown has been so unkind to him the last couple of years. He, he no, really hasn't mean, been able to just find his groove on the bike with settings, with his own riding. I mean, it, it has not come easy. And obviously, I'm very close to that team, so I've seen it you know, up close and personal. It's just been a struggle. Every aspect of the day at Hangtown the last two years has been bad. So I have questions there um, just because it's been such a slow start. Yeah, my questions more are, are overall series, overall uh, not so much Hangtown because, I, I yeah, Baggett, I, Blake will just be solid. I don't think he's going to come out and, and whoop ass this weekend. I, he's going to be solid this weekend, and he'll get better, and I think he'll be solid all year long. But I honest, and I know Marvin Tomac will be there every single weekend, and I think Tomac wins the title. But, but yeah, Webb is a question mark for me because he's going to be in the mix. There's no doubt about that. But can he really win this thing? And then Anderson, I don't know. You know, he hasn't been riding that long, but he did have a lot of time off Supercross, and you know he's going to be hungry to do something this year. And Osborne is uh, a national champion on, first year on a 450. I'd be more more nervous about Osborne if he hadn't come on late in Supercross. But I, I still have questions about those guys. Hmm. Yeah, I guess for Baggett, going back to Baggett, I, for me it's more – he can't give away 20 points at the first round. And that's been what's happened the last two years. And, yes, he's rebounded nicely. And then, you know, by round two, three, four, five, he's in the mix for podiums and wins. But giving away 20 points at the first round just because you're not feeling great, is, it's, that's a lot to overcome. You're asking to start, in, you know, from a huge hole. Uh, so I'm, if, if he comes out in a solid, like you say, he's two, three, four, five, you know, two, three, four, five, I guess. No, okay. no, no, no. Baggett will be th- – Four, five, six. Okay. Well, he's been yeah. six, seven, eight the last two years there. Right. So that and that's the problem. If he's fourth, okay, I, I I can live with that. You know, there's something to build from. It's not where you want to be, no doubt, but it's a marked improvement from the last two years. I just think that he's got to be better than he's been. And and I know last year they were really confident coming in, and the year before that, even maybe even more so, they were confident going into this round. I don't think they had questions about where they were you know i think they they had the outdoors circled and were like yep it's our time now and then it went really poorly for for his level yeah. wow 
And so I, I don't know. I, I just I hope for his sake and you know for the sake of fly racing and the team and Forrest Butler and everybody that it is better this year. But I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see if they if they found answers for the problems that have plagued him in the past. I'm curious about Ken Roxon's status too. How's this going to go? I mean, we know he's been battled that that virus or whatever's going on in his body uh, late in Supercross, mm-hmm. but then he rebounded with some good races in Seattle and he looked awesome in Nashville, but then it kind of went south again and I am completely confused about Roxon. I I've been on the record. If he doesn't get this figured out, he's not finishing the Nationals. There's no you're not faking this. You're not going to, you know, uh, if you have tiredness or uh, fatigue, I should say, in your body, you are not faking it through the Nationals, and you cannot race. So, I don't know, man. I guess they're they're all in the same camp, but I don't know what Roxon we're going to see. Yeah, I have no idea either. I, I will say that you know the, a high of sixty two and possible rain is about as good as he can ask for. Uh, it's going to slow the track down. You know, it's not going to be hot at all. I mean, it'll be you know in the fifties during you know at least through the morning and into the first moto. Um, that's, that's a really good, a really good bonus for him. As far as if, if I'm not sure how I'm going to be feeling, well, at least the conditions won't be super taxing. Um, so yeah, but, but to your bigger picture on the whole series, yeah, you can't expect it to go better if you still have zero answers. No. Uh, and you always wonder, you wonder how transparent they're being. Um, it's just hard to imagine that they have zero insight as to what's going on. <laughs> I'm with zero. you. I'm with you. Yeah, you know, I, I and that, I, I don't expect him to share it with me. I'm not asking him. Right. I, I don't expect him, nor do I deserve answers. That's for him to decide. But they've they've come out and said they have. They don't have any idea. That's hard to believe. And I, I will stop short of saying they're lying. Yeah. But they've got to know something. Uh, like they uh, can't I'm, just go to see doctor after doctor, and there's just nothing. Like they don't have any ideas at all. <laughs> I'm with you. I would yeah. I would believe more. They know some things, or maybe there's some sort of vitamin deficiency they're hoping it is or something. But they got to they got to have some sort of inclination of what's going on. You'd think so. Uh, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. Uh, first up on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show is uh, Justin. He wants to talk about the schedule. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, not too bad, guys. But I kind of a little bit of a rant, I would say, is kind of what I have is regarding the schedule. Like you guys were saying, you know, we're – just finishing up Supercross, it's done, boom, great, everybody's over with, and we're going to start into moto, which is awesome mm-hmm. for the casual fan, but really where I think it, it, I'm struggling with it is is the donation. I mean, I think there's two factors that I really contribute as being the problem. One, we're dealing with millennials, majority of the people that we're sending as far as, you know, riders. That's, and then the second part is how could we ask these guys to do so much all year long and then, you know, get a month off, a little taste of a break, and then all of a sudden have to, you know, jump right back into it and expect to... Yeah, well, two two issues. Uh, the Nationals used to go a week into September or so, and the donations used to be earlier. And the donations, uh, the GPs have added races, so it's pushed the donations fact, back. And then with the NBC TV package, they want the whole series done before September for college football. You know, college football is a kickoff, I guess. Uh, JT would know better than I would, but I guess they kick yep. off that, 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 that long the weekend in September. Next weekend is uh, Labor Day. So, so um, that's, that's been the issue. Um, the Des Nations, I, I did a, a story on this uh, last year, the year before. I mean, it's been in September 15th before. It's, it's been in, you know, a couple weeks after the last national before. So I don't see any side changing, though, because of those, those reasons I just said. So 
um, yeah, it's 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 going to be another another you know stretch. And, and honestly, uh, Justin, don't send the team. That's I've 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 said that many times. Don't send the team. Look, yeah, I, I've heard you say that before, and it's it's tough to swallow just because that's like one of. Well, As a fan, and you too, I'm sure you look forward to that race. I'm sure you do. I, I do, I do, but but yeah. look at the disadvantages the USA guys have. I mean, from the rules to the cost of going to the time frame to everything, it it's all leads up to just you know incredibly hard for the USA to put its best foot forward at that race. And so why go, man? Listen, we're not on equal footing as everybody else, and I know you get, everybody can start waving the flag and all that shit. I get it. Uh, I'm not one of those guys. And so, you know, the USA boycotted the Olympics a few times. It's, it's, it's happened. You know what I mean? It's not like the end of the world. So until things work out, and I'm not saying they need to get advantages, but good God, I mean, can they get, can they get any bone thrown their way, Team USA? Can they get a guarantee of a, a American does nations every third year? Can they get some money for the teams to go? Can they get a help with the schedule and scheduling this thing? I mean, the, the GP guys were just off for, what, a month? I think a month they were just off. Yep. Like, why yep. can't? That schedule be be adapted to help the help help the nations out, you know. So, like, I don't know, man. It just it's always to me. It's just screw the USA. We do not. We don't care. We do not give a fuck about them. And that goes to the to the to the drug testing. And that's a bigger topic, obviously. But the FIM does not care about Brock Tickle, Cade Clayson, Stu, and all those guys. Why even you know why play their game? Why you know they just continue continue to bend the USA over on everything. So. Screw it. See you guys later. Sell your tickets and have your race. And whoever wins the Des Nations, well, maybe not now because USA's lost so many times, but I was going to say whoever wins the Des Nations, uh, there'll always be the question of, well, could they beat USA? Although, JT, maybe that's not such a valid point anymore. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> they are asking but, that anymore. But it does cheapen the event to not have USA there. It does. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, so you know what? Create some leverage, too. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. Create some leverage to help us out or, or help out the uh, the water testing and, and with, the, with the FIM and everything else. Otherwise, just say, see you later, guys. We're not playing by your rules anymore. Um, uh, so that's, that's, that would be my move. That, that would be my move if I was Team USA. So. Right on. Yeah, but, and one other thing, Steve, man, you know, screw all the haters giving you crap on Instagram by plugging your sponsors on your uh, on your bike post the other day. Yeah, that was that was some bullshit. Ah, yeah, uh, what are you gonna do? You'll that. never make everybody happy. It's not like I post that shit every single day, you know. So oh, once God. in a while, it's fine. I don't care, but you can never make everybody happy. So thanks, I'm Justin. Just that you're yeah. out there, man. That's thank cool. you. That's awesome. No yeah, problem, guys. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I want to thank Western uh, Raceway for inviting me out yesterday. Brand new track layout, and they, they came out, let me uh, ride it and give some feedback and some other guys as well. It was really fun, so thanks to those guys. Uh, Jonathan's on three. Jonathan, you want to talk about the Jacksonville round? Yeah. Um, so they moved the uh, Tennessee round to Jacksonville yep. in late June. In Florida, late June, I'm here on the East Coast, too. It's going to be hot as balls. Why can't they have, like, an opening well, round? Or what do you think about having an opening round, like, on the East Coast in Florida if they got to have it? Because, well, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's why the that's Gainesville hot. was... That's where Gainesville... Why Gainesville was where it was forever, right? Um, uh, the When was the GP? Was that September? Uh, Labor Day? September. Dude, Labor it was Day. hot as balls in September too. <laughs> first, first weekend of September, it was unbelievably hot in September. Like I remember, just the the mugginess and the humidity. I was just dying. Um, yeah, that's pretty normal. But right. that's why I'm wondering. Well, I mean, for spectators, they're racing. I mean, everybody out there. I 
You, think you know like what? If they could push it up a month, they'd be more tolerable. Yeah, but Jonathan, everybody's out here for Vegas Supercross, right? All the teams are located out here outside of JGR. So they're all out here, and I, I believe they wanted to kick off in SoCal or, or NorCal, you know, just to keep everybody at home a little bit. Um, well, these guys don't want to give up their dates also, right? They're, they obviously have been in the series for a long time. So, uh, you know, I think California wants theirs first. They, yeah, everybody's already out here. Then these other rounds have their dates locked in. And for a round like WW Ranch to come into the series – I kind of think they're told when they're holding their race. Like I don't think they have a lot of right. a lot of say in when it's going to happen. Yep. And then you have you have all the holidays too, where you know Redbud's not giving up Fourth of July, and and he's you know uh, Mount Morris is is um, no, usually mo- around they, they moved, Father's yeah. Day. You know that used to be a Bud's Creek one, but these guys these these tracks have certain weekends that they want to stay on. And I think WW Ranch was in more of we just want to be a part of the series. Uh, but to your point, yes, yeah. I born and raised in Florida. It is going to be brutal yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Brutal. Especially it's low-lying land. Like, there's trees everywhere. There's no breeze, right? So, yeah. It rains every afternoon. Oh, yeah. I will be shocked if it doesn't rain at some point throughout the day right, as right. well. Uh, Jonathan, you want to fly yeah. racing toxin helmet? Do you, do you ride? Do you want one of those toxin helmets? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That would be wonderful. All right. Thanks for the calling in. Appreciate it. Stay on hold just to get your information. All right, man? Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Toxin Fly Racing, Toxin Helmet, uh, here on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Uh, we got some more phone calls here. Do you want to take a JS7 question, JT? Yeah, why not? It's always time for Stu. Andrew, what's up? You got a couple of James Stewart questions. What's up, man? Yeah, I do have a couple of James Stewart questions. My first one is if you take 2002 James Stewart at his prime on a 125 and threw him into the 250 class on a 125 right now, where would he finish? Well, the bikes are better than what he raced against, the two two strokes for sure nowadays. But I still think first. <laughs> what do you think, JT? The the un, uh, the unanswerable question. If you took James on a 125 right now and put him into the 450 class? No, 250 class. 250 class. Um he would get a really bad start, which would hurt him because you're talking about a 125 that probably had, I don't know, 39 horsepower. So he's 15 horsepower down from the best 250s right now. That's a tough, tough deal. Uh, Don't you he would it. blow our minds with some of the things he's doing, but I think it would be very, very difficult. Uh, you know, keep in mind, even when he was beating 250s and making them look silly back in those days, they were only 44 was about the best I heard of. Pro Circuit had 44, 45 at the most horsepower. Uh, so they're, you know, eight or 10 slower than now. It, it, it's getting harder and harder to compete just equipment-wise, but riding technique and speed-wise, he would be the best by far still, not even close. All right. All right, my second question then was, what is your favorite Supercross obstacle to watch him hit? Like, mine personally is watching him hit the dragon's backs, especially when he hits the bottom fucking whoop and just launches over the entire damn thing. I think that's badass as fuck. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Dragonbacks are awesome. Big whoops are awesome to watch guys go through big whoops. Um, what do you think, JT? Yeah, I mean, the, the coolest obstacles are to me are the ones that when I was riding, I would have been like, man, I really don't want to do that. Um, and since we're talking about Stu, Stu was usually the guy that would to do all that stuff first or take a section that was not built to be done a certain way and just be like, nah, I'm going to do it this way because this is going to be faster. Yeah. He would He would completely... Um, redesign the track in his own mind and do things that weren't built to be done that way. And and he used to do that to Carmichael and everybody. And they would just be like, Nah, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna 
step up to that level. Um, So, yeah, anything that's out of the norm, because to me, when I look at a track, the basic layout of how things are supposed to be done, I could do all that. So it wasn't that impressive. But when somebody's like, no, you know what? I could change this and change that and then go around it a completely different way. That stuff's really cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank oh, you. Yep. We're going to run. Uh, let's go to Josh. Josh, you want to talk about uh, Thomas Covington? Uh, yeah, is this the Paul Mountain Bike Show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely it is. Yes, welcome to the Paul P. <laughs> oh, bike Show. I'm a big fan. Hey, uh, talk about mountain bikes all you want, man. I love it. Uh, yeah, about Covington. So we always talk about how Supercross is more important than motocross. Yeah. Um, well, according to the factories. Yeah. Um, what does, if Covington continues to struggle – indoors what would he have to do uh in motocross to keep getting factory rides or or could he even do anything i, I think he would have to do something in supercross jt right I, I don't i mean outside of winning the outdoor title which i don't think he's going to do yeah i would i would tend to agree with you it's uh, i don't i don't know how else you get there yeah yeah you you have There's, to if he could have just finished top 10 in supercross and put it you know got some fifth to tenths and then comes outdoors and gets a couple podiums but runs you know fifth and sixes that's enough i think i don't know uh he he will get better indoors i'm sure though right dude i i mean he would have to it can't get much worse i was <laughs> shocked at how bad it was i don't understand a rider who won gps and is older and has a factory bike and has four months on a supercross track could come out and do what he did shocked I, I, unbelievable. Well, and so. and I don't disagree with that. I was, I was optimistic when he got eleventh at Minneapolis. I was like, man, he wasn't very good, but he got eleventh. He found a way to get an eleventh, which I think is key. You know, you find ways to to be successful, and you just grind it out. But then it got worse, and then it got a lot worse. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, man, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this off season goes because I do think he'll be, he will be good enough to. Um, obviously stay where he's at, and I think he will be com- really competitive outdoors. But it'll be interesting to see the approach they take for this year's Supercross season because I think they, they felt like they would be okay. Maybe not winning races, so- but okay. Yeah. And he wasn't okay. At so how, point, do, they, at some how point, do they go into this offseason? At some point they said, hey, you can't be, you got to leave the goat farm and go to Baker's Place at some point, right? During the Supercross season, I think they said. So, um, all right. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, hey, uh, something else real quick to help my home life. Kiefer uh, is all about home life. Uh, so um, I was always a fan of Kennard, not a huge fan, but I just I thought he he wrote as good as Stewart some days. I feel like he scrubbed better than Stewart some days. Uh, and and my wife would always hate on me because uh, Kennard would crash. And so she's a big AC fan. Uh, we see AC blowing it a few times. Um, so when Supercross happened, uh, I, I might have sent her some pictures of Canard uh, with number one play, uh, podium pictures, Supercross win pictures. Um, she was not impressed. Can you guys uh, compare Canard's career and how you think AC will uh, meet up to that uh, through the end of his career? What do you think, JT? Canard versus AC. Well, they're different. Um, AC crashes, okay? I, I won't deny that, especially in the wake of Vegas. But his crashes are always like small, stupid stuff, more like Marty crashes. We're just like, come on, dude. You just lost the front end there. Like, you had that. Like, there's no reason to crash there. Uh, trays were big ones, generally. Yeah. Trey would yeah. go flipping down a straightaway, you know, or break a femur, just big, big, spectacular get-offs. 
So I think they're a little bit different in that aspect. Um, Trey was always a guy, and I think this is why he ended up retiring. He was always a guy that was never scared. He would just he would push to a limit that most people, and myself included, I'd never even wanted to go to that place ever. And that's where he lived all the time. And I think he just got to an age, and he, he had so many injuries sustained that he didn't want to do it that, that way anymore. And for him to back it down and ride at a level where he wasn't going to hurt himself, I think we saw what happened. You know, he was a fifth to twelfth place guy, and I just don't think he could live with himself doing that mentally. Um, I think that's what drove him is, and and put him on the ground a lot was he was just going to keep pushing until he was either at the front or on the ground. Much like Stu, Stu was that way. Carmichael was that way. They just couldn't handle being average. And when I say average, I mean one of the best riders in the world, but an average factory guy. They just could not handle that. Um, so, yeah, I think they're different in that way as AC. I don't think AC pushes to the point where he's going to hurt himself. I just think he has little mental lapses that they cost him dearly, as we've just seen. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Let's go to Cody. Cody, you want to talk about Pulp Mex Fantasy? What's happening? Yeah, just a quick question. So that Industry Idiots League, yes. that's open for anybody to join that wants to pay in, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of uh, industry idiots, so that's why we call it that. But, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So how do you how do you go about doing that? Uh, if you send me an email on the um, uh, on the bottom of pulpmex.com, you can uh, send me an email, and I'll forward it to uh, Dan Truman, and he will uh, send you an email with all the all the specifics. Okay, sweet. So, and then, uh, how do you do the the um, expert pick thing where it's like five bucks you have to pay or yeah. something like that, right? Yeah, five do- five dollars extra. You can see myself, Paul, JT, and Truman's picks on Pulpmex Fantasy. Okay. Yep. Cool. You can just do it on. You can just sign up when uh, when you're on there. So we use the term expert pretty pretty. Yeah. 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 yeah I, I did better than most of you guys in Supercross, anyway. Yeah. What'd yeah. you get overall? Uh, like two hundred place okay. overall yeah at least i can claim that i was ahead of you not an, i'm not claiming expert because i was like 113 or something but right if you're a guy that's running around in 10,000th place then you can probably gain some insight but yeah <laughs> uh yeah yeah send me an email we'll, we'll get well, it's 100 payback there's a lot of money to be run there's also like a triple crown in there like different things to win money there's weekly money then there's yearly money there's or season ending money and then there's like different things that they do so yeah all right Cool, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the call. PulpMexFantasy.com. We're kicking off our podcast this afternoon. Entry lists are finally out, so uh, we're going to be doing that shortly. JT, before we let you go, I just wanted to see, did you see what the guys at Glen Helen are doing for the uh, Paula National? They are having a free ride day at their race, the Saturday of Paula. You know, they're only 50 miles away from Paula or whatever it is. Um, And uh, they didn't get the National, of course, this year. The, The series is going to Paula. It's a $10 donation for charity, which is cool to do. But, uh, yep, stay classy, Glenn Helen. What a bunch of D-bags. Yeah, it's, it's tough, man. You hate to come down on people that are doing something for charity, but it's, it's also pretty transparent. Yeah. That, you no, know, they're the, taking yeah. a shot at the National. And yep. we all know the backstory. There's so much bad blood between the two entities here. Uh, you know, they use this charity front to kind of stem off the bad, you know, the, the negative comments. But it's it's so easy to see through it it's brutal um, just brutal just it would have like, been yep. such an such an easy fix to just put it on sunday or monday uh it's it's on memorial day weekend you're gonna choose the one day that there's a national going on you know 40 miles away to 
host a charity ride day, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone can see through that. Yep. And they're going to put the race on there and everything else. You can come hang. Oh, it's just. Yeah. Do it on Sunday. Do it on Sunday and everybody wins. Why are you going to do that? Yeah. No, you know, because, on Saturday? because they're a bunch of D bags. Everybody I know, there. I'm trying, I'm trying to make way the case out for them if they were to come back and, and call us jerks for, for bagging on a charity day. That place That's, sucks. You know, there are easy solutions to, to anyone who's saying that they didn't do this on purpose. They suck. They're terrible. They're terrible. Absolute <laughs> garbage people. They, they're always well. And way. I'm I'm yeah. trying not to I go know, in know, hard because you know we we do sponsor their events and whatever. You have more autonomy over that stuff than I do. Is you can say whatever you want, but it is a pretty transparent move, and it sucks to let politics of that stuff get in the way of having two great events. You could have you could have the national and you could have a great charity event instead of just setting one on top of the other. Yep. Yep. Great job, guys. Great job. Yeah. Uh, all right, Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Jason Thomas, you will not be there. Um, I won't. Uh, this weekend, but uh, you'll be watching it. And, uh, yeah, man, sounds good. We'll, I uh, almost came. It was I had the, the flight screen open and everything, and then I saw the weather, you know, and I was like, eh, yeah. right. I'm going to miss that one. <laughs> all right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> all right. Thank you. See you guys. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Please check them out on the web. Uh, getdata.it as well. Uh, 100% ride100%.com. Use the code MOTO60 at checkout to save 25% on casual apparel and accessories. We thank 100% for coming on the show. We are still looking to give away a, a set of the new Armega goggles. So please uh, call in 702-586-7857 if you want a, a shot at one of those. And ProTaper, ProTaper.com. Uh, obviously, uh, if you need some bars, check them out. If you need chains, sprockets, protaper.com. Sponsor some of the fastest riders in, uh, in the world with ProTaper products. And Maxis, MXST, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Please check them out on the web. All right, let's get to our next guest here on the show. Still looking. We've got a few lines open still if you want to give us a call. Uh, from Athena and Get, it's Dan Truman. What's up, Dan? How are you? Uh, good. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. So... We talked a little bit about Webb and, and Tomac and Marv. Obviously, they're going to be great this summer. Can Zach Osborne, can Zach Osborne win the championship, you think? Like, is he going to be that Ooh. good? I don't see him winning the championship. I think Zach will be very good, and I, I do have Zach winning some motos, but I, I don't have him winning the championship. You have him winning motos overalls, maybe? Maybe. I, I mean, he's really good at Hangtown. He's been good there in the past. So I, I know the weather, uh, JT told us about the weather. It doesn't look good. But uh, I do think Zach wins some motos this year. I yeah. Do. I'm confused, and I'm confused about Osborne a little bit on where he's going to place. I, I think I'm with you. You know, I see him as a 3-4-5 guy with some moto wins, you know, I think. Yep. Um, Marv's great. Tomac's great. Um, Anderson yeah. is an, another confusing guy. Yeah, I mean, you got to remember, guys like Bogle won some nationals. Not, nothing against Bogle, but he did win some motos. He won it overall. So later in the year, I think, you know, Zach come to Bud's Creek, things like that. I think Zach could definitely win some motos, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. Anderson, I, I'm with you on Anderson. I think he's – I think he should be good, but then I, then I hear maybe he hasn't ridden as much as we think he has. So I'm not really sure how Anderson is going to do. But I think he will be in the front. Um, same thing. He's in that tier one for me of right. the three, four, five guys. Tier one for you. Tomac, Webb, Marv, Roxon, Baggett, Osborne, Anderson, seven guys? No, I don't put Roxon there right now. I don't know what, what his, I mean, I don't know if he's sick or what his deal is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I really don't know. 
I'm with you. Yeah, I, I I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think he knows honestly. Uh, yeah. But I, I know he he had went and got some tests done after Supercross, and I don't know much of him riding since then. I really don't know anything. So, right. um, for me, the tier one, if I had to pick five guys, it's the Eli Mar Webb, um, and I even put Osborne up there with Baggett. With Baggett, yeah, those guys, yeah. So. Yeah, it, uh, I mean that, that's that's a deep field, man. That's a deep uh, race because one of those guys is going to get fifth or sixth and be pissed. Barsha. Yeah, yeah and then, I know? mean you still have guys like Joey that are out, Wilson that's out. You know we have a lot of Supercross only guys. You got Plessinger that's out. Yeah. So when those guys all come back, it's still, it could be good. Yeah, Joey's going to miss the first two at least, um, and uh, Wilson's going to not probably miss the first two or three. Um, what about Barsha? Um, he got banged up near the end of Supercross. He actually finished higher than you think in the points last year. If I were to tell you, where where do you think Barsha finished last year in the points? If I had to guess, I, I really am guessing, I'd say fifth. Now he got fourth one point behind Roxon for third. So he was basically the same as Roxon. Yeah, and, and he was good. I mean, he obviously had some good motos, and, and he was good. So um, Barsha is kind of an unknown. He had two wrist in, injuries. That's why he missed some Supercrosses. Uh, but speed-wise, I think there's there's seven, eight guys that could legitimately be podium guys, mm-hmm. you know, on any given weekend. Yeah, it'll it'll be a good one, I think, this weekend. And it looks like we're going to get some rain at some point, according to meteorologist JT. So um, this weekend might be a little tougher uh, to judge on anything, you know. But um, And Benny Bloss is coming back as well later on in a few rounds, and, and so we'll have that. Cody Cooper's here for, for a little bit anyways, too, if you want to talk about What's your fa- take on Dean Ferris? Factory Yamaha. Yeah, Factory Yamaha, Dean Ferris. Uh, I don't know. The last time we saw him, he got second at high point uh, on a cycle trader team. I think, he, I mean, looking at it from afar, it seems like he's been up and down. Uh, he went to the GPs, got hurt, went to Australia and won. Um, but, yeah, up and down for Dean. I mean, I think he's a he's a 5-10 to 10 guy, right? I, I don't see him in the 5 range. I think that that's high from what okay. I've seen. But I haven't seen him ride, you know, the bike here. Um, I know he went to Europe. He didn't really get a fair shot. He crashed in the first turn, so it's hard to judge. But yeah, I have him. I have him more around the the ten ten to twelve range. What's his handicap in in Pulp Max Fantasy? Uh, I haven't looked at finished looking at the list yet. It's okay. a, we just got we just got the entry. Yep. Okay. I, I wasn't sure how involved you were on that. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be uh, interesting to see how he how he does. Uh, he's got a good bike, right? Team's team will be good, and he's on the team all year, by the way. So even when Plessinger comes back, he will be off to the side, I guess, on a factory bike, right? Is that, is that yeah. all? You understand it? Team, he's on the team all year. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um, Justin Hill, where are we at with Justin Hill? Whew, Justin Hill. Um, he's not that good in the mud, so as you would think he would be. You would think, Morgan. yeah. Yeah, but he hasn't done well in the mud. I don't think in the last few mud races, um, so maybe that goes against him. But when he rode four fifties at those select rounds last year, he was pretty good. I think he got a fourth at high point in a moto. Um, so I, I mean, I still think he could be good around the top ten, mm-hmm. inside the top ten. Yeah, I think if Hill is inside the top ten, then we just we just name seven guys that are definitely. I mean, we name seven guys that are better than Justin Hill outdoors. So if he's in the top yeah. ten, that's fine. Yeah, I think so. Um, what about okay? So uh, that's that's four fifties, two fifty wise. Dylan Ferrandez probably a slight favorite over AC Sexton Cooper Amart. Is that yeah, how we see I it? Have, I have I have Dylan as a favorite. Um, obviously, AC is there as well. I think that I think Justin Cooper will be good. He was good last year. I think he wins motos. I think he wins some motos this year. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the unknowns for me are Hunter Lawrence uh, and Covington. Lawrence has been riding a lot of outdoors yep. for a long time. I, I would think he would be the most prepared uh, of anybody because everyone else kind of came off Supercross season. So I would look for Hunter to come out and be top five this weekend. And Covington? Where are you at on, on, on Big Air Tom? I, I think I think he's I think he's top six, top seven right now. Yeah. Um I, I he has I just don't know where his confidence is at after that supercross. He was he kinda seemed like he was in a slump. Uh, he did change from, from the farm to Baker's factory. I think uh he's a good starter. That'll help. And I think he wants to really prove that he's you know, he can run up front again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be that's a question mark for sure. I think I'm I'm with you. I think Hunter Lawrence comes out and just come out swinging this weekend and maybe it takes a while for the vets to catch up to him that have been doing supercross like we see all the yeah, time I mean, you know there's there's definitely some question marks that guys like march banks I, i've heard been riding really good so you know we have no idea how like he'll do a uh, tie masterful making his debut never raced an a race coming straight from the amateurs um to the star team so i've heard he's going really fast and i know he's really good so it's you know kind of a question mark on how some of those guys will do. So somebody like Master Pool Racing is that just uh, you know you're allowed to race four of these things as an amateur, or, or if he keeps going, would he keep if he does really well, would he keep going? What's the plan with there? Ma- with Master Pool? Yeah, yeah. I mean the rule is forty points, so right. you know if he if he got more than forty points at the first couple rounds, he's, he's um, in. Yeah, he's out. I do see it from the entry list. A lot of amateurs are taking advantage of this new rule mm-hmm. and are racing. It looks like racing the first race, possibly the first couple, to get some experience. I like the rule. I think it's good. It lets guys kind of get their feet wet, see see where they're at, and then they can drop back down and still race their us. Yeah, I mean, why not give them any more advantages, Dan? Absolutely, give the amateurs every even more adva- advantages. <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, listen, you guys with the factory bikes and the factory teams and the contracts that are amateurs, you know what? Jump in the pros, and if you're not ready, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's, a, it's the stupidest rule ever, Dan. It's the dumbest rule ever. I, why, why? 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 Was someone screaming for this? Were we, were, were we needing this? Were we needing amateurs to get their feet wet? I don't understand I how you, you could like this maybe rule. Maybe they were needing more entries. There's only 59 entries. Well, Okay, well, then if you're going to do that, then that's, if that's the rule, then that's fine. If that's, that's why they did it, then, then just come out and say that. We need more entries. Yeah, I mean, there's 59 entries right now in the well, TVT class. Well, that's, that's not very many. Who cares? The Moto needs 40. That's all we care about. Yeah, you're right. So. Well, Supercross and Triple Crowns, they only need they only need 20. So. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get some phone calls here. First up is Cody. Cody, what's up, man? How are you? What's, uh, what's your question for Dan Truman? Hey, I was wondering if you have heard anything about McAdoo. Uh, has he got a yeah, ride he, yet? No, know. he doesn't have a ride. He, uh, he was going to uh, – I know he talked to Mitch Payton, and there was serious discussions about giving him a spot there because they have a spot yeah. opener for Forkner. Uh, but I, I also know that Geico gave him a bike, and he has been uh, riding with those guys, and he's got a 450. So I think, honestly, uh, if I had to bet, I bet you they've told him, hey, man, first injury we need or first injury we have, you're on the team. That's that's yeah. I, I would think that's yeah, probably that the plan. Sucks. What do you think, uh, Dan? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think he'll be on the racetrack by, at Colorado or Mount Morris on, on one of the teams, yeah. either Geico or PC as uh, Marty's back could flare up, you know, something like that. PC has another bike that's that's empty out there. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I think I mean, that he got a podium at the shootout. He's yeah. Definitely, uh, I think he's even better outdoors. Yeah. What about you uh, with your team manager at Moto Concepts, you can't find him a bike. We he wanted to do it. Yeah. At some point, he was going to ride a 450 for us for the first two rounds for us. I say, 
But uh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't really know what, what went on there. So You got to make it happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll try, man. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks. Yeah, I think uh, – how's Kiefer going to do, Truman? What's that? How's Kiefer going to do? Mm, put me on the spot. Um, I think it's going to be harder than he thinks. Are okay. you in the? Did you get him in the A practice or no? No, I don't think that's going to happen. I got to still politic for that. But I've been told Thule's already like, nope. Yeah, if he's in the B practice, I think he has to ride the LCQ. All right. That, that's where especially, I'm at. Especially if it's muddy, that'll, that'll really suck. Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if if it's wet and four fifties are going second this weekend, he's going to be in the last practice. He's going to get three laps to get a, to the lap in. Yep. Um, it's going to be tough. Yeah, it's uh, going to be tough. I, I agree with you. All right, let's go to Justin on four. Justin, you want to talk about Zacho? Yeah, I'm just wondering, and this is in no way a knock for the guy because yep. I think he rides the bike fine, but I was just wondering if maybe you've ever asked him or has he ever tried running the SC350. At his stature and the way he rides the 250 so well, um, and at the race this year and the Supercross race when he started beating, I'm not going to say he rode over his head to get all, you know, but to me it still seems like the guy that small would, would – you know, benefit if he could try if Husky would let him. And I'm sure um, they could. I, I think they would let him. I, I I just I don't see it working, man. There's no replacement for displacement. Those things don't work on that level. They work good for ninety five percent of the people out there for sure. But I don't think they would equal up to a factory four fifty. You're just gonna be down on horsepower and that's it. That's that's you're not gonna be able to do it. Plus you have to even, take, on, even indoors? Uh, indoors, okay, yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. When, when Shorty rode one, he he didn't like it. He said he had to he had to ride two fifty F lines. He couldn't cut to the inside. He couldn't. He had to ride lines wide lines, and it was really frustrating for him. So, I don't think so, man. I just don't think the bike's viable at a pro pro level. So. That makes sense. I, I just thought maybe from a guy his size. And one one other thing that's kind of on a different topic is: Did you guys watch the the broadcast for the Vegas uh, race? Yep, I did. Did, did you actually see after the uh, when Tomac took the uh, first his first win from uh, uh, Webb? Did you see Webb shaking his head after the finish line? No, like, I didn't notice that. No, there was some legitimate angerness, you know, right. loop for, you know, losing to him. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I think we're in for a really good one this year as far as racing with the with those two. I think that's going to be yeah, wow, going to be the class of the field. Webb's not scared, right? He's not scared no. at all. So, no. um, hey, do you uh, do you ride? Yeah. Do you want a set of the new 100% Armega goggles? Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic, man. They just came out, so it's something real. I real... read Kiefer's uh, review on them, and hold those things sound pretty badass. Yeah, for Kiefer to like goggles, because he is an Oakley guy. For him to like any other brand of goggles is a big ask, but he, he liked these things for sure. So stay on hold, all right, man? All right, yeah, thanks. Uh, no problem. Thanks to Justin. He gets the uh, Armega goggles. Dale, you want to talk about Tomac? I do. What I want to know, what makes Tomac so good at Hangtown? Like, he, can, he comes out his rookie year, dominates there. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, the only time he's lost there is to Roxon in 16. When, when Roxon just kicked everybody's ass. Yeah, he's been good. Uh, any idea, Dan? Any theories? Uh, I mean, his rookie year was unreal. Uh, I think he was the most repaired, kind of like Hunter Lawrence is right now. You know, he came in the outdoors. He didn't race Supercross. He was really prepared. And then, you know, he didn't win again for a long time after that first race. You know, everyone else kind of ca- caught back up. Uh, he got heat stroke. Yeah, I think heat stroke, yeah. Yeah. Freestone that year. So, um, I mean, I think he, he prepares really well. He rode a lot of outdoors, I think, even in the last few months. You know, the champion, Supercross Championship was kind of 
he's never been in that championship battle in Supercross where he has to focus on that until the last week. Uh, you know, he's kind of always been out of the championship for the most part, and I think that that maybe plays a part into him focusing into outdoors where everyone else is still focusing into Supercross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Do you, do you do you think him beating every if he goes out and does you know his normal fashion beat everybody by a minute? Do you think that kind of brings Webb down and decreases confidence? What do you I don't think so. No, I don't think so. No. Yeah. No. Cooper's a Cooper's a a racer. I think he's gonna. I mean, I have Eli to win this weekend. I think he wins. Oh yeah. But I think I think Cooper is there. I really do, and I think Cooper is going to be there every single weekend. Uh, obviously, Eli's been strong outdoors, um, two-time champion. But I think Cooper, uh, when he won the 250 title, he was really strong, and I think he he's got some confidence, something to prove. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great, man. If Webb pulls it off, what an amazing season! Just incredible. So, thanks for the call, man. Yep. All right, appreciate thanks, it. Guys. Thank you, uh, Dan. Before we let you go, we're going to get Michael Antonovich on here. Um, what? How's everything I get in Athena? What's going on with that? It, yeah, everything's really good. We just launched that the new uh, smart SOS hour meter that we, we had kind of talked about recently. Uh, retail is going to be $99. It's, uh, you can put it on any bike, mountain bike, road bike, anything, dirt bike. works as an hour meter. If it has an engine, if it doesn't, it works as an SOS, and we'll send an alert to anybody you put on the list. So, you know, if you crash your mountain bike and you're out by yourself and, and you can't get a hold of anybody, it'll it'll send an alert to, your, to Pookie and let her know that you're out down in the mountains That's and good where to you're know. at. Yeah, good. Good to know. I don't know if she knows how to get to the mountains if I'm down and out. But. <laughs> it'll send a it'll send a ping from your last location. So it's uh, it's a pretty cool feature. Uh, we're yeah. just trying to kind of innovate stuff and do some other things. Uh, but yeah, everything's been good. GPS are in full swing again. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna head over there for a GP or two here oh, yeah? shortly. Where are you going? Which ones are you going to? Uh, I'm not sure. We've been talking with Paul, possibly trying to do Lockett and um, Chaco. You know, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Somewhere, right. somewhere different. Oh, nice. So, so uh, those are available now on the website. They're they're available now. Uh, right. You can buy them through Western Power Sports and, and you know all the distributors and things like that. So. Perfect. And if you uh, if you want to deal from anything get in Athena, email us on the website using the contact form on pulpmix dot com, and uh, we'll dial them in. Uh, are you going this weekend? I'm not going this weekend. Oh, I am wow. going to take a weekend off. Wow. Check you out. Yeah. Um, I didn't yeah. see you in Hawaii, so that was your weekend off too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I have well, two weekends off. Well, not me, Dan. <laughs> I just grind away. That's what I do. I just uh, grind yeah, away. You, you had some mid-season, mid-season weekends off. True. I so. did. I did. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it, Dan. All right. Thanks. All right, thanks. Get Dan Truman from Get and Athena. Uh, 100% as well. Moto60 is the code to save at uh, ride100percent.com on casual apparel and accessories. Pro Taper, of course. Maxis on board with us. And Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Last up on the show, but not least, from Swap Moto Live, it's Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? How are you? What's going on? Thanks for coming on. Listen, we we covered Thanks a lot for of me. yeah, no problem. We covered a lot of the big guys here, so I got some specific questions for you. First of all, uh, okay. number one, how big a d bags are Glenn Helen for doing a ride day on Saturday at Paula? I cannot answer this. Why? Because we have so much invested with the track. Like I gotta pass on that one. I thought you do your races at Milestone. Milestone, Glen Helen, the uh, well, LACR. No, they're yeah. D-bags. They're, they're fine. They're D-bags. I get your answer. Uh, number two, I can't decide between um, McElrath and Jordan Smith, who are both kind of injured, apparently, coming into outdoors for TLD KTM. I can't decide who is going to be the better rider this summer. Obviously, McElrath won before. Jordan hasn't won a national. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Jordan has been pretty close outside of getting injured. Yeah, I think that they're both kind of coming in at ground zero. Um, Keith hiring Tickle to test that bike and set it up 
I don't think a lot of people know, but they didn't ride. They didn't like the 19250 uh, KTM in Supercross. They hated the rigidity of it. And the team was really uh, fighting to figure out a way to get them to like the bike for the Nationals. So that's why they hired Tickle. Tickle did all the testing for them, especially when they got hurt. Um, so both guys kind of have a good base setting to come into, but health-wise, they were coming from nowhere. Uh, I think McElrath is maybe a little bit better. Um, at this point, Smith has been riding longer, but it seems like Shane is like, well, okay, I know I have to make this happen now, whereas Jordan might have to wait a little longer. It seems like his wrist was still bugging him a few weeks ago. Yeah, okay. So be interesting to see those two guys. Hey, I was looking at the, at the points last year uh, for 250s, and mm-hmm. I was actually kind of surprised. I hadn't taken a look at him for a while. I was actually kind of surprised. RJ Hampshire, he won, of course, uh, a national last year. He actually mm-hmm. finished fourth in the points. Yeah. Pretty really good. Really underrated, yeah. So I, and I think that I think the other thing too with RJ, like he knows this is kind of this is a big year. Um, you know, you've reported that he's in talks of changing teams for twenty twenty. Well, it's not in talks, on. it's happening. Okay, well there you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh-huh. Rockstar Husky uh, next yeah. year. So there's that and then I mean he's he's one of the veteran guys in the class that hasn't probably lived up to some of the expectations that I think he has put on himself. I would agree with that, yeah. This is the time that he needs to make it happen. I mean, remembering where he came from, he was not the wonder child of, like, Hampshire or, yeah, of of Smith or of Adam Cincerillo or someone like that. He was just a kid that Guy Honda picked up kind of at the spur of the moment after seeing him ride amateur all-stars at the Monster Cup. But at the same time, too, anytime you get a ride of that caliber – you're expected to do something, and, and unfortunately he hasn't been there just yet. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to be a big year, and I think he could be, again, a top-five guy consistently. He just has to finally crack through and get some moto wins to back it up. All right. Okay, well said. Um, Covington, Hunter Lawrence, discuss. Um, I think that it was very good that Husky pulled Covington away from Ricky's place and put him down there with everybody at the team uh, down at Alden's place just because KTM and Husky have done such a good job making a powerhouse at Alden's compound, you know, and it just makes sense for everybody to be there as much as they can be. Um, And then that way he's going to know everything that's happening. He's not off on his own, kind of left to his own devices. Uh, Lawrence has been good. He's been riding a lot out here. Um, done a lot of amateur races, even like did our race series a couple times and everything like that. Uh, I would honestly kind of give the nod to Covington right now over Lawrence, just because um, I just kind of think that he might have it a little bit more. The couple times that I've seen Hunter, he's been racing like against his brother, and mm-hmm. his brother's an amateur, and his brother's been a little bit quicker than him. What? And really? Yeah, I mean, and that's in like a five lap. Yeah, yeah. You know swap motor race series thing but like if you're a pro guy and you are expected to be a title contender in the next two years that 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 you can't be at that pace you need right. to be blowing dudes doors off every time you know and i know that uh he did the cal classic at paula and that was pretty good so maybe that that's more of an accurate thing than our race series mm-hmm. but it wasn't this stunning speed that i was like oh wow this this is going to be strange to see in those first few races but if it's muddy, both of those guys that raced in mud, I mean, look how good they did it. Matterly a couple years ago at the Nations, they could do okay. 
especially Hunter. Right. Um, all right. Why does everybody discount Alex Martin in any kind of title talk? I don't understand it. He got second last year in the points. He was second the year before uh, with three races to go until he got hurt at Washougal. He was second in the points the season before that. Like, I get it. It's not sexy. It's troll train. You know, he's old. And But, man, why not? Why not? I don't understand that either sometimes because he definitely is, you know, a top five guy. And he's won motos, and that's something that a lot of people in that class can't say. There's only a handful of guys that have won motos that are still racing the 250 class right now. And uh, I think the problem is, though, Alex has never been able to like string it all the way together with no issues for all 12 rounds. There's always been something funky that comes up that you're just like, Oh shit. And then it kind of sets him back. Um, him now knowing that he has everything in place at Suzuki for this year, having everything, this is his chance to, to really go for it. Uh, hopefully the bike is up to the level of like the Hondas, the KTMs, and the Yamahas, because you can kind of, get through Supercross a little bit when you don't have as much power, but on some of these tracks, he, he could be at a big disadvantage if the bike's not as, as fast, especially off the start. Right. Okay. But, yeah, but I, I, I mean, the bike looks I good, though, right? Could, bike looks way better than it has in years past, and he seems ready. But, I mean, has Alex just kind of maybe even been like, okay, this is where I am? Yeah. Do you think that he's, like, yeah, expecting you, to right. break through? Or you, is, this a, is this something on him, or is this – all the things around him. Yeah, you almost need that chip, that ego, that that I'm that like I'm, I'm here. Yeah, fuck with me. Yeah. Right, and Amart doesn't yeah. have that. I'm with you on that. No, right, he's too nice. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. maybe he needs to be that way. I, that's I, what his. I yeah. mean, that's what his brother has. Right, Jeremy rides like get out of my way. Where Alex is like, oh, you want to ride together? Cool, that's that's sweet. Right, let's have fun. Give me a couple guy. Give me a guy in each class before we go here on the show. Give me a guy in each class that's going to surprise. Um, let me look really quick. Uh, I would say for, I would say for the 250 class, and this is like going to sound so out of left field. Um, <laughs> of course it is. It's, it's Mos- Anton. It's Anton. Mosman could be really good. Okay. Mosman, I, I, he was by far the most improved rider from 2018 to 2019 at Supercross. And, yeah. Yeah. He looked good. See him jump into the net one time. Yep. You know, yep. uh, that was big. He seems a little bit more well-rounded and controlled. He doesn't seem so erratic and kind of like, oh, shit, he's going to hit the deck at any point in time. Right. So I think that that could be good for him. Just another year, more experience, just kind of push along. And then for the 450 class, it's weird. There's so much, like, there's so much going on, you know. There's seven guys that that could win races, in my eyes. Tomac, Webb, Marvin, Roxon, Baggett, Osborne, Anderson. Yeah. I, and I agree with you 100% on that list. I think I think the one that might be, and we kind of had this conversation earlier, uh, Anderson's never really won motos before. He's never been this outdoor contender. Yep. He could be good. Um, I think that, I don't think he's going to be like championship guy right off the bat, but he's going to sneak in some stuff here and there. Uh, I would like to think Bogle could do something pretty well in those first three races. He just seems of like. Course, of course you, talk, you do. Of course you do. Of course I do. But like, and you've talked to him a lot lately. Like, he's just flowing. There's no big pressure on him. He's just out there trying to ride. And when he's just riding and having fun, that seems like that's when his best results come. 
Yeah, and we saw that yep. through the end yep. of Supercross. I hope. I hope for good things for Bogle. I think that'd be that'd be cool to keep that thing going. Yeah. And you know, they hired uh, Tony Archer as a mechanic for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, why would they hire a mechanic for the team if they did not intend to keep Bogle on full time when Manny exactly. gets back? So I think Bogle yeah, will be there all twelve rounds. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Plus, a couple of his personal sponsors have found their ways onto the team truck, so I'm sure that that kind of helps some things out too. Yeah, not saying he bought a ride, but it's like. You're not going to put somebody's sponsors on the truck if they're not going to be there all year. Right, right. Um, yeah, absolutely right. So, um, all right. Well, thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Short but sweet. I appreciate it. Are you going this weekend, or is it just swap? It's just on. Um, my wife never asks for much. So when there's family stuff like a wedding in town, uh, I have to abide by that rule and, you know, stay home for once. So it sucks, but it'll be okay. Yeah. Um, all right, buddy. Well, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. We'll, uh, we'll see you around. Thank you. Uh, Swap Moto Live, Michael Antonovich. Uh, that's a that's a show today. Tits uh, as usual. Great work behind the mic there. My pleasure. Great work behind the board. Thank you. It's one day I wanted to see you lose it. <laughs> it's one day. Thank you, Fly Racing. Thank you, one hundred percent, Maxis, uh, Get, and Pro Taper for coming on the show. It's here, the outdoors. Lots to talk about next week, man. I'm excited. Thanks for listening. See ya.